I like having fun. I like to laugh. I like to meet people who can make me laugh. I like having fun. Yes, I like to laugh. I like having fun. Tim Hedecker here, the star of Office Hours. Doggies, good morning. We are live. Are we streaming, Matt? Are we? How's the stream? Very healthy. Very healthy stream. We have our Zoomers in the rumors. Whoa. Good morning to you. I need a little room to that's okay. Go get it out. Get it all out. Because this is going to be. I'm about to break! It's going to be a heavy show. So I want you to. Good morning. Kishin in a muta. Kishin in a muta. Kishin in a muta. Thank you, Doug. You're welcome. Good we, morning, we are live. Last week, we want to apologize because we had terrible, as you know, we had just a terrible uh, situation with my internet here. We are back. Uh, the studio's looking good. We have... A lot of great energy in the room. Doug Lusenhop, how are you today? Feeling uh, great, Tim. Thank you. It's been a, a tremendous couple of... It's All been things a tremendous considered, week. I'm feeling okay. <laughs> Vic, how about you? I heard some news uh, from you. This was coming... This is a direct source mm-hmm. that you were... Uh, you've been up since I, what time? Since 2.30 a.m. I, I put the kids to bed two, at... 2.30. Two, two 2.30. <laughs> And I fell asleep putting the kids to bed. At 9? Yeah, at 9. And then I woke up at 2.30. I should have called you, and I woke up at 4.25. Oh, I was up. I was there, and... uh, Did you get any work done, or you just lied around? I I wasn't, though. I wasn't, like, able to get some work... Too much work done. I got some drops together and everything. Oh, nice. But, but, you know, it's just... Maybe we should start doing this show at 6 a.m. And then... Then have the rest of our day to ourselves. Right. Uh, Listen, folks. We... Obviously, it's been a very insane... uh, challenging and stressful week um uh so much to talk about we want to hear from you obviously if you follow me on social media you know where i'm at with everything um jay right the on, in- brothers jay the intern is with us from philadelphia and jay this is only your second week really being people you didn't people really didn't get to see you last week because of the tech problems uh but jay welcome to the show you've been helping us out behind the scenes making the show uh work um uh, and but and Jay, uh, good morning to you. The drops. <laughs> good morning. Sefa hi. Hello. Hey folks, welcome. Are you there, Jay? Hey Tim, it's Jay. <laughs> hey Tim, I'm doing great. Jay, so tell us a little bit about your experience in Philadelphia yesterday. Well, the bell got cracked even more. And then <laughs> there was cheese steaks everywhere. <laughs> oh, he's here. He is. He's Ben Franklin. Okay, he was he was trapped in the Liberty Bell. Uh, 
Sorry about that, folks. We had a beautiful test, of course, minutes ago, but uh, Jay, we didn't hear any of that, my friend. Um, oh, great. So, <laughs> so you were out there in the streets of Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one yesterday, like I said, well, yeah, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty quiet. Um, There's a lot of, lot of student marching, a lot of students marching and stuff like that. The one on Monday got a little, uh, a little crazy um, because we occupied a highway and the police started shooting tear gas at us, which was uh, oh. tough. But fair, no, 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 know? no. Let me just be clear here because I do not want this fake news going on my show. Was it tear gas or was it pepper balls or whatever? Did you hear this the other day? The, the Trump people lost their minds because it was reported that tear gas, you know, was sent in, into Lafayette Park to clear the, the way for President Trump to walk over to the goddamn church. And they go, no, it was, but it, you, this is fake news. It wasn't tear gas. You're lying. It was some other kind of gas that makes people, you know. I mean, it, it could people. have been particularly strong bath bombs. I don't, I don't know right. exactly. <laughs> uh, so you got, you got gassed. Uh, I got out pretty quick. I only got a mild, a mild dosage, uh, but uh, yes, people got gas pretty bad. What about these people in Fishtown? If people know Philadelphia, Fishtown is is a, a sort of a known racist enclave of the Philadelphia area. But you know, it's like an up and coming uh, area as well. There's a lot of you know people starting businesses there, and it's it it's near. Uh, there's a lot a lot of you know conflicting things happening in that in that part of philly but it, i saw this video of this roving gang of angry white guys with baseball bats like they're on their way to a flyers game uh what what's the deal with them anybody know did yeah. we <clears throat> we track yeah, so that? they were uh, people from the neighborhood were like saying they were protecting from looters and stuff and then uh the only person they seemed to have protected against was a local news reporter oh really uh, yeah which is, <laughs> You know what? Did I ever tell you the story that when I was in at Temple, I was at Temple University, and we had our, our uh, what do you call it, orientation weekend. It was like the first time. It was really like really one of the first times I was ever away from home and on a, for an extended period of time. And uh, keep playing that Philadelphia song. Play the beginning of this. Play the beginning of that song. No, the very beginning. Right? Stop with the drops. I'm trying to just say, play the song. Okay, so I'm in my dorm room, and whoever's next to me has that song on a loop for hours. And it was like, it was like psychological torture or something, because you know, three minutes would go by, and then that drum beat would start up again. I'd be like, "Holy shit, this guy is really like." Isn't it about AIDS too? Or isn't it like from the? Yeah, it's from Phil the movie Philadelphia. Okay. Anyways, depressing. Spit on the nose to play that song. Yeah, it's so lame, and it would just be, it ruined it ruined as Philadelphians would say it ruined uh, my my weekend. All right, Jay. Well, thank you uh, for your report. And are you going to, is there more marching today? What's the, what's the. Uh... Um, yeah, I think there's, there's marching every day, but uh, my, my voice is a little sore for the yelling yesterday. So I'm going to take the day off. Probably go back tomorrow or Saturday. Okay. Thank you, Jay. Stay with us as you are technically working, I guess. I don't know. Madison Daly, join us, please, Madison. What's happening? 
Hi, Timmy boy. How are you today? Dare you call me Timmy boy? I'm an adult man with children. I'm a 44-year-old uh, man. I played a gay man living in Paris who is Sorry, in love with man. an African man. <laughs> right on, brothers. <laughs> so what's new? How was this very rough week for you? Uh, I mean, I can't complain. I mean, I've got no nothing to complain about. I think it's, yeah. you know, it's... Uh, it's confusing and sad and frustrating. And um, I felt all those feelings as, as everybody did. Um, vibrating, dude. You know, I, I mean, generally my, my uh, support lies with the people in the streets. I understand uh, why they're marching. I understand to some degree, I can't fully understand, but I do uh, appreciate and sympathize with the rage and the, um, the anger and, and the, and the proof that this kind of uh, activism actually works and is necessary and does get results. So we have the week the show the week uh, that happened led to things happening, right? It, people getting out in the street, um, making it making it uncomfortable for regular people like us, like me, making it inconvenient. Uh, civil disobedience works. It's necessary. It has to happen from time to time. And someday we're going to learn that we have to make, uh, you know, radical changes in the way society works to avoid this from from becoming a sort of regular thing that happens. But it has to be the the concern from the power, from the powerful, from the elites, whoever you want to whatever you want to call them, that to maintain peace and harmony and, uh, uh, you know, uh, a thriving society. You know, you, you can't have rioting and protesting and and streets shut down with people you know f for we a week or two weeks maybe it'll be two weeks maybe it'll be oh, three weeks we have a protester and what do we how do you do that well you start addressing the things that they're marching about folks did you see the statues are coming down the statues are coming down speaking of philadelphia well yeah they should, they should be down well, of course. So glad Listen, these are all these are all these are all important they're obvious. They're literally symbolic. <laughs> I mean, they're not. Right. They're not actual politics. They're, they're not going to change people's, you know, lives uh, on a daily basis. Of course. But anyways, uh, we're going to talk more but, about sort of what can but, be done later. We're going to keep the show fun and keep listening to you guys. George um, Washington. They're racist against have, each um, That's all it is. I have a quick question. Um, are you more the type of person to like block and unfriend people? If they're saying something that you don't agree with or do you find yourself maybe ranting off the comments whether it be like mm. friends family members i'm kind of the type of person where i will just i'll just unfriend because it's just it's gotten to the point where you don't agree with the protests if you don't understand why they're protesting or if you're an all lives matter type person now in 2020 i mean yeah. there's just like no there's no saving well, you know, it's weird. What ha I mean, social media, we could talk for hours and hours and be very boring about it, but how it's creating a, uh, you know, very clear lines of, of you know, very pure lines about wh where you are on certain things, when in fact things are very complicated and confusing and, and aren't, are very rarely able to be distilled into a sentence or a paragraph. So you, you know, you try to, uh, you know, what I tried to do on Tuesday was, was, you know, boost or Yellow. push, push, push. Uh, did you hit the wrong button there, somebody? Leave it alone. You push.
you know, push messages that might I might not all agree with or I might not even understand. But, you know, the, Tuesday, of course, is a day to, like, push those push Black Lives Matters, uh, Black Lives Matter, um, you know, messaging. Now, I can't necessarily say, you know, I can sit there and go through every single point and say exactly why that's right or exactly why that's wrong. That's not the point. That's not where what I'm here to do. But everyone now feels that through social media that somebody in a comment can then say, da, 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 da. This is no, this is actually how it is. Well, that's He's impossible. Doing so much for the black community. A, I'm starting to think he black. It's a waste of time because you can't mm. distill you can't get a uh get to the root of a of a of a situation, you know, um in one or two words. Or if you even and then you find this trap like, well, if I just add one more thing, if I keep going and then you have these long screeds mm. that still don't really do any good. But I don't like to block I don't like to block. I think block encourages people to. Uh, it, it sees it creates enemies or it creates this this idea that you, that there's somebody. Vic, what do you think about? I don't block people. Like you no. s- everybody writes me going. Can you ask Vic to stop? I'm like Vic. Vic must just stay up all night blocking people. No, I get a lot of hate. I get a lot of hate. There's and, a lot of hate. And you know towards what? I prob- maybe some people are like just doing. Maybe they're on my side or whatever, but they're trolling me or, or just like being annoying and I just. What I do is, if you're fucking annoying, I mute you, and then if like someone else yeah. points it out again, then bye. That's it. Well, but like for like people I know, I don't, I don't block. I usually just ignore. I mean, do you want to get into this thing where it's almost not even worth getting into it? I won't mention who it is, but this person started attacking you, and then they were attacking oh, me yeah. because we had Robert Davi, or you had lunch with Robert <laughs> Davi, and Shabbat Shalom. There is this like this uh, radical purity that exists yeah. on on both sides mm-hmm. frankly and to be honest both sides are very good people you know <laughs> but you know you can't there's no room there's no room when you get yourself in that situation where it's like well because robert davi who's i think like a you know deranged <laughs> and wrong about this almost everything stop and he's just like an old man that sits right. in his couch and, and watches Fox and the News reason, the and reason, is totally deluded. The only reason he knew about me is because I made fun of him for like a year with, right. with stupid videos. And so <laughs> so does that mean like that person isn't a human being or is that, per, right. is that person someone we can't talk to right. and engage in debate? I mean, it's stupid. I mean, I would talk to anybody, really, mm-hmm. mostly anybody. And I would try my best to call them on whatever that whatever I disagree with right. or whatever. But you can't just like start creating this one little... Yeah corner you know and, and listen are is are, are there exceptions to that do, do i think that the new york times should have published a fucking op-ed from tom cotton that called for the you know the invasion of of american troops into <laughs> cities to stop you know, this so there's right. everything right. you peel the layer back and you cause more trouble because you say well you want me to say so and, it's and, a total mess yeah. and it's good to get the like you gotta with some people it's better to build Bridges and walls, you know. And, mm-hmm. and, yeah, if you could chip away yeah, at Robert Davi, so maybe he like yeah. thinks thinks for a few minutes about saying something racist or saying something, right. you know, broadcasting the Trump message. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it won't work. All right, yeah. you know what? Maybe it's a lost cause. Robert Davi is an old dog; can't teach him new tricks. So okay, throw right. that one back in the water. Right. Whatever. And, and he, he's yeah, just he a fucking de- character deranged. actor from Goonie. Goonies. <laughs> he's deranged. <laughs> he's like obsessed with Fox News, and he has Fox News on the brain. God and damn just, it! Fucking that Jesse Waters oh is God. still on TV. Uh-huh. He's out there just like just wildly throwing these right. accusations that maybe and they're more dangerous than. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, they're, go ahead. They're more dangerous than Infowars. I mean, because they're like much bigger audience. Yeah, I think. Cable. 
Anyways. Yo, low down, motherfucker. Oh, I'm so we full of my head. Videos. It's Let's like the, make a video. That's <laughs> that song fat. from the Beatles. It's like, uh, uh, I want to tell you my head is filled with things to say. Woke up. <laughs> wow. But anyways. Well, cheers, boys. Cheers, cheers. I get high with a little help from my friends. Uh, let's get the city of the day real quick before our guest, if we have time. For, well, shit, we're already late with everything. Matt, this is going to just be a long show. I hope yeah, the patrons understand. We've got our guest is ready. Why don't we talk to him and then do okay, fine. city? Is that cool? Yes, bring him in. All right. I used to be cruel to my woman. you go. Hello, Mr. Stephen Malcolmus from Stephen Malcolmus. Hello. Can you hey, hear me? there he is. There he is. Let's hear it for Stephen Malcolmus. Of, uh, music. <laughs> He's Mr. Pavement wearing his Bernie shirt, causing trouble. He's a troublemaker, folks. We have an Antifa supporter. We have an Antifa supporter on the call. Mr. Malcolmus, it's good to see you. I got um, hairy legs. I don't think we've... Well, we had that wonderful conversation a few years ago. Was it a few years ago now? Yes. And yeah, you can hear me? Yeah, I can. I'm on? Yeah, okay. can, yeah you're live um, on TV. Rad. I, yeah, we talked about... Uh, I don't remember. Like, talked about uh, the Grateful Dead. Music. The Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. <laughs> Fleetwood Mac, Big Mac attack. How are you holding up, man? I know. You can tell from my outfit, I'm doing great. Yeah. <laughs> you look great, man. I didn't know you were a Marlboro guy. I always thought you were, you were a camel. <laughs> no, American spirit is, you know, in my demographic, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's great what American spirit's doing, you know, for <laughs> the community and for what they represent i think it's a beautiful thing yeah. a beautiful my friend cigarette. went to their uh my friend was a bicyclist and he wanted to, he was trying to run this scam with like uh responsible smoking and he wanted to get sponsored by american spirit you could see him in the yellow and and uh turquoise uh-huh. and he went to new mexico and he just like and he goes there and there's a like a, a building with no windows you know uh-huh. and he, he like knocks on the door and he's like hi you know i'm I'm wanting to get sponsored by my bicycle, <laughs> and they were just like, "Go the f away." <laughs> I remember back in the like in, when I lived in Philadelphia in the late '90s, we used to go to this bar, and I smoked, and you could smoke in bars, and they, they, these girls come around giving you free packs of cigarettes, and it was like a whole like just it was I was you know, it it, be, yeah. it was just this like you know a scheme to get me fully fully on board. And it was if you're so- reading Rolling Stone, Tim, you can still get like two packs for one with their advertisements. <laughs> That's <laughs> you right. Get back into it. <laughs> Start clipping stuff out. That's so funny yeah. that like that Rolling Stone's like, yeah, we have a sales meeting, uh, ad sales meeting with uh, with Mar- uh, Marlboro tomorrow. Can we get a little? <laughs> we talked to them about what kind of ad space we're offering them. Um, Stephen, I wanted to hear from you know, voices like you during this week, because I think it's important that you're not silenced. Um, you know, your generation, your race is important to hear from today. Well, I'm just kidding. I mean, it's, it's, uh, wh- wh- where's your head? Because you're up in Portland or where are you at? Yeah, right yeah, we have a really uh, insane um, marches. Uh, I say that while sane, but uh, insane in terms of size and scope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everything's peaceful until after curfew. You know, if if you go downtown after eight, the tear gas starts 
flying and things get dark, you know, um, pretty quick. Have you uh, outreached to like Patriot Prayer or anybody on the other side to try to make, uh, you know, peace with or try to try to come to some some treaty, uh, some terms of surrender? No, they're not around. Like, you know, that's the it's I don't know. I mean, there's like 10,000, 10,000 protesters to every three of those guys. So uh, they're, they're not possible. They're find. staying away. They're staying away from. This yeah, more or less. Moment. I mean, there's like a couple of pictures of them, sometimes kind of trolly pictures where they're dressed as Antifa. But I mean, it's hard to tell. You can follow it on Twitter. Uh, and but everybody's being really cagey about who they are and where they are, understandably. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't blame you. We, you know, the big thing is sort of like this making Antifa a terrorist organization was kind of this joke because they don't really exist in any kind of organized way. But I mean, you see in Portland, there is sort of that old anarchist uh, black bloc kind of group that has been around yeah, for a long Rose time. Yeah, City Antifa is one of the oldest groups, uh, oldest and strongest uh, um, so I could say they're organized in some ways, but uh, not nationally. No, no. Um, so what else is going on? How are you? How are you holding up? Like, are you, are you have you become a teacher? Like I've become a teacher, a, a elementary school teacher. However old your kids are, they uh, one of them has quality uh, Zoom teaching. Uh, she goes to private school. Um, sorry to be a champagne socialist. But, uh, fucking elite. My, you know, that's the problem. That's um, the problem. My, yeah, my Sorry. other daughter goes to public school, and it, it's rough. You know, it's <laughs> it's it's hard to to keep. Uh, they just weren't prepared for. Um, yeah. For the learning situation, so it's 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 been really hard. I don't, you know, want to get into a yeah, I understand pissing contest about what's hard for parents or people that are totally alone in this. Um, and now, of course, with the George Floyd and Black Lives Matter protests, you know, everything's multiplied for everyone. Um, since, I mean, I wonder, it's, it must be hard not to be unfunny, but uh, to do a show like this yeah. in this climate. Well, that's, um, that's um, I think the, you know, the protests haven't given us enough credit. And I think that should be sort of the more of the focus going forward is, you know, let's give us space to be to be absurd and to have fun. Um, no, it yeah. is. It's sort of like it is um, well handled. It's I mean, it becomes it becomes this crazy thing where you start really, really questioning yourself and be like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why do, am I spending the time that I'm spending uh, when I could be being more proactive and, and more, you know, uh you know, helping out in a, on a more ground level. Uh, Wally. But, you know, I, I, we can't just stop doing what we do, I think. I mean, yeah, you, you got to keep writing. And... People are still, you know, zoning out. They might as well do it to you, you know. There's like a mom, there's a place for that. Right. Um, I mean, where the stakes don't have to be always completely high. Um you know, I actually went with my daughter camping yesterday, um, not to make this about me, um, but we were offline for 24 hours because, you know, she hadn't seen any of her friends. And, yeah. So, uh, and it was just a bizarre feeling, you know, to be out of the out of the intensity. 
I felt bad not being downtown. I mean, I felt bad, you know, but then it just becomes very confusing with COVID and the, and the, and whether what is safe for my family and how do I keep my, my health and, you know, it, it, it's just very confusing. And, uh, and there's absolutely a vacuum of leadership. I mean, in our city, it's, it's a disaster. The uh, mayor of Los Angeles is, is a disaster uh, at the moment. And yeah, you know, it's just, it, that's true. It's, I mean, I don't, it is uh, bizarre stuff happening where, yeah, there's mass demonstrations that are um, understandably we're putting COVID aside for this. Cause like, it's almost fascistic to like make that COVID the issue during this. And, uh, but, and those guys are caught between, you know, like completely shutting down the city and then like welcoming and encouraging and standing with, you know, yeah. it's just bizarre. You couldn't write this. You couldn't you write this year. Yeah. It's, it's, it would like, seem it's stupid. All confused and it's, I guess it's nuanced or whatever, you know, people can talk about, it's hard to be that way. Right. Well, well, you have these people. I mean, that's what I was saying earlier about social media. You have these people who are just like, well, why weren't you? Uh, you, you were yelling about uh, these people protesting uh, the the quarantine rules. And now you're not. It's just it be, all yeah. these bad faith arguments come into it. And it comes down to these like little two sentence, you know, I mean, you Ted Cruz out there. Everybody has these like really yeah. unnuanced. The tea, yeah. Like the Tea Party supposed to not, you know, oh, he's calling it. Martial law, how are you going to react to that? A big right. issue you don't like that now. <laughs> right, you know? right. Um, yeah. But it's just arguments. You know, people are not just sometimes you just got to be like, look, these are the facts. People, you know, people are just are feeling this. You know, yeah, some people are feeling it maybe not as much or right. not the right reasons. But who are you to say that? You yeah. Know? I mean, the, my my thing that my mantra of the day or the week of the of what I've been trying to keep in in check has been like, I don't know. I'm not an expert. I can't be, I, I, my, my view of things isn't the only view. And all you can do is kind of try to listen and be, uh, uh, what's compassionate towards other people. You know what I mean? So it's, I'm not ashamed to admit that I'm a Christian. There you go. Um, Steven, this has been a night. I'm glad I got to talk to you. I'm going to let you go. Yeah. Thanks for having me guys. And, uh, I want to see you in the flesh one day. Because I feel like we're becoming friends. Yeah, I, don't know. I will do that. Um, we're up here. <laughs> okay. Come, you know, always. I'd love to come up to the Northwest and <laughs> just get out of La La Land. You're my hero. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's the same territory. We're all we're all in the same territory right now. I think. Yeah. If you're if you're allied, you know, consciously, not to be a hippie, but you know, it feels feel like I'm there with you, man. All right, brother. <laughs> Later. All right, brother. Peace out. Later. Bye-bye. Bye. That was great. Love to see him. All right, let's get to the city of the day, folks. Can we do that, Matt? How are you feeling, Matt? Yeah, sure. Okay. Go for it. The host would like you to unmute. Does that mean anything to you? Sorry, my mistake. City of the Day is sponsored by Sniffy. Sniffy. Sniffy detects odor before you do. This is awesome. I actually love this product. This is a brand new product on the market. I like that. What's that? <laughs> that music was bad. Sniffy is unbelievable. 
Sniffy detects odors before you do. Simply plug Sniffy into a wall outlet and let Sniffy do its thing. You can pair Sniffy with the uh, Sniffy app so you can get instant alerts when a smell is coming your way. Excuse me. I'm trying to do this commercial here, guys. Did you know Sniffy... Excuse me. I'm going to mute you. <laughs> I'm putting Sniff sound effects okay, very to, good. to sell the product. Well, that's good. Yes. Let's just make it a bed and not make it a whole uh, montage ex of explosions and things. <laughs> Sniffy detects odors before you do. Simply plug Sniffy into a wall outlet and let Sniffy do its thing. You can pair it with the Sniffy app so you can get instant alerts when your uh, a smell is coming your way. Sniffy can cover up to 500 square feet. And Sniffy can identify over 100 distinct odors, including human flatulence, human flatulence, human body odor, dog and cat excrement, skunk sprays, roast chicken and other hot foods, roses and other flowers. Never let an aroma, this is never let an aroma or, never let an odor or aroma pass by you again. Go to sniffy.com slash office hours to receive 20% off. Uh, if you order now, Sniffy Guard, uh, it comes with a Sniffy Guard, which is basically a clothespin. Huh? Uh, so if you get an alert of a uh, noxious odor, you can quickly put the clothespin on, I guess, and avoid the smell entirely. Sniffy! Doug, do you have a Sniffy uh, unit at home? Have you have you got a, got a chance to play around with it yet? Yeah, they. Uh, I did get the... Uh, I used the discount... <laughs> The office hours discount. Uh -huh. and, uh, yeah, it's been working out great. Yeah. I've been able to under, uh, identify different smells. I got an alert. Yeah. It said, you have uh, you, you, uh, you have um, actually now, oh, there's a smell of, it says smell of male body odor. Mm -hmm. Did you get that alert? I got because I have one installed here in the studio. I got it. I turned the male body odor alert off on my phone because it kept. It kept going off. It kept going off all day. <laughs> I didn't know who it was. Uh -huh. so I, <laughs> All right, well, city of the day is Edinburgh, Texas. City, bur city of the Berg, city of the Berg, Berg of the day. Edinburgh was named in honor of John Young, a prominent businessman who was born in Edinburgh, Scotland. Uh, weather right now in, uh, in uh, Edinburgh, Texas is partly cloudy with a 20% chance of rain, high of 91. Ouch, hot. Low of 73. Uh, congratulations are in order for Esmeralda Lopez, the valedictorian of Edinburgh North High School. Way to go, Esmeralda. Matt, Thank you very much. I believe there's a Twitter account right now, the City of, city of the Day, Office Hours City of the Day. Do you, That's are you true, familiar? yeah. Someone's trying to really crack the code. Some... Yes, there is a code, folks. There is a method to our madness. What is it? We Every week we have a City of the Day. What is the pattern, the Da Vinci Code, if you will? I like to call it the Da Vinci Code, frankly. Um, I want to do something real quick because we are, we would love to honor, I, I've decided, I think it's a good idea to honor our, are we, is it a good time for this? I think so. I think, are they close? I'm all gravy, baby. Um, I want to honor a couple people. I want to honor, uh, our military who's so bravely standing in the streets right now. And I want to honor our president who so bravely uh, stood in front of uh, St. John's Church in Washington, D.C. So I have out of my, out of, thanks to your Patreon, uh, Patreon uh, Office Hours, patreon.com slash Office Hours Live, your Patreon funded this. I have personally matched your uh, contributions, and we are going to uh, have a Blue Angels flyover. In the Thank next, you, darling. 
30 seconds. I think they're, can you give me a heads up when they're on their way? They're coming. Here they come. Okay. Let's stand by for the Blue Angels. Oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> what happened? Uh, they, they, they cloaked. They, they went to cloaking. <laughs> they went right to cloaking mode. Maran. Uh, it, Jesus Christ. That was beautiful. That was unbelievable. I want to go to the calls right now. Who do we have on the line? Anybody? Uh, Aaron Reiner is up next. Aaron, join us, please. Ask to unmute. Oh, look at all these wonderful people here in the zoo. You know, folks, Thank you. The phone lines are open to patriots only. Okay? Aaron, I'm asking you to unmute. Fuck you. Oh, then. He's no muted. more. His side is out. I'm going gonna to talk to Steve. I'm good. Steve. God damn it. Steve? What happened? Hello, Steve. How you doing, bud? We're normal. Good. How are you, Tim? What's happening? What Where are you calling from? Big boy. I'm calling from Cleveland. Cleveland. I, let's, Ohio. I gotta do it, right? I gotta do it. Everyone stand by. Drum roll, please. Drum roll. <laughs> Hello, Cleveland. Hello, Cleveland. From the Spinal Tap movies. What about Look Out, Cleveland? <laughs> look out! Look out, Cleveland! Storm's coming through! One of my favorite songs. One of my favorite songs by the band. So what's going on in your world? That's my new catchphrase, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on in your world? Thanks for listening to Office Hours, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on in your world? Nothing much. I have a, I have a question for you, Tim. Good. Uh, you kind of mentioned this in uh, After Hours a couple weeks ago, where you're, like, getting grief in the comments for uh, bullying Doug. Yes. And you're like, that's bullshit. Like, I'm, you know, if anything, Doug's bullying me. <laughs> he is, yes, yeah, psychologically terrorizing me with his drops, but... Go ahead. But I guess um, I was wondering, like, how you think, like, your sort of style of comedy has evolved based on, like, being able to sort of, like, see the things you could, like, make fun of people about and uh, maybe how that's changed since you, like, had kids. And now you've yeah. got Vic, your, who's your little boy. and you're very, He's very not nice. my little boy. I mean. <laughs> Hi, Dad. Uh, well, it's a, it's a big question. I mean, I think we all, as the... As the uh, as the drop goes, we all can learn. We all can grow, you know. And we can grow, and we all can learn. You're my hero. I think you know you. I try to, uh, you know. I think whether I'm doing something with Eric or Greg or this show, you know, there's always sort of a a check in a a more a ethical uh, compass that gets checked to make sure we feel comfortable doing it. I can't give you any. There's a few things that are happening right now that I could give an example of, but then it would be ruining some things that I want to have planned. So there, there are, you know, considerations that the, the culture changes. I think you have to kind of be uh, sensitive to that and have 
compassion to that in some ways. But, you know, I try not to let that rule my creativity and constrict it or restrict it. Um, some things are going to be challenging. I think as long as you're coming from a place of challenging, you know, you're not trying to punch down, as they say, you're not trying to hurt people intentionally. Uh, you're trying to, my goal is always to try to make you smile. See if I can get everybody in this Zoom to smile right now. Give me a big one. Give me a series. There you are. I see some tears. I see some teeth. I mean, not tears. I like to make you smile. You've been going around punching people in bars. <laughs> um, but like I've said, I mean, I, I have a, I'm an, I have Irish in my blood. Not, not to be, not to, not to assign it to a racial stereotype or anything or an ethnic stereotype. But I do. I, I let my, I let my, I, you know, I'm expressive. God damn it. And I don't know. I, I, I was thinking about old David Letterman, old David Letterman, the new show coming to CBS. Oh, old David Letterman sitting on his park, sitting on his porch. Ooh, you know what? I love that song. Is that you? That's you too? Yeah. Fuck it, man. I'm back on the U2 train. I liked it. That shit. That shit was good. Irish music. You see, you won't. Shit, man. I take it back, man. I mean, that's a golden period of music right there with U2. Oh, I want to suck on his teeth. <laughs> Rattle and hum. Like, I was going to tweet something yesterday. I was going to say Alex Jones emulated himself when they t took down the... Robert E. Lee statue or something. Eh, stopped. I go, eh, it's not really helping that anybody. Helped. There's no reason. There's no reason to say that. <laughs> My I'm, entire life right now is about owning the libs. That's it. <laughs> you know, so whatever. It's, it's boring, I guess, ultimately. Yeah, you're going to die. Life. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear what they're doing now? There's got the Antifa, Antifa's out in the streets. Why. And I'll tell you something. We're not going to take it anymore. We're going to be marching next to him. We're going to be marching against him. We're going to be going right up to him. I got the baseball bats. I got in, 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 the clubs. In, 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 I got these beautiful in, in, clubs. You go to Infowars.com. You got these clubs I've got with spikes on the end of them. Basically, you take a club. It's like a caveman club. And you wrap it up with uh, barbed wire. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got to stop George Sonos. George Sonos is out there. He's trying to pair it. He's trying to he's trying to pair my speakers. He's actually he's 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 asking me about if I should More if blood. I should. George Sonos is out there. He wants to pair my speakers. He wants my living room to play the same music as my bedroom is playing, folks. And I'll tell you, if you want to link my stereo, then you got to make sure that I'm subscribed to uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, and uh, SiriusXM. That way, you can choose which kind of music you want to listen to. Now, George Soros wants Give me to pick from those. Blood. He wants me to play the Marshall Tucker Band. He wants me to play the Rolling Stones. Uh, he doesn't want me to make my own individualized playlist. Oh, I said, ooh. I don't know how we got onto that. Anyways, thank you, Steve. Be safe <laughs> and be well. How about Bjorky Spice? Bjorky Spice with the fun pinks, fun pink glasses making me feel... All special inside. I want to give my blood. Thank you. Well, I've been Thank in you. for a long time, and I've never called in because I literally have nightmares about talking to people I admire. <laughs> All right. Well, what can we do for you, love? Well, I 
I wanted to especially get on this soon because I'm really excited for Alex Vitale, the author of Ed the Policing to come on. Yeah. Um, especially because so I'm reading his book right now and I was hoping y'all or him could give some advice of like how to use the ideas yeah, well, he's going to be on the show in in uh, now now. So Bjorki, Bjorki, why don't you stay on and I'll and I'll let you ask him a question. How about that? Doesn't that sound like a cool innovation, Matt? Absolutely. All right, let me get my notes for our next guest. All right, now you boys, let me hold on. Let me give you let me give you some words of warning. <laughs> I told you this morning, I said, this is not going to be a big, fun, happy, drop-heavy show. We have a very smart, very, this is a, this is an intellectual, okay? Yeah, come on in. I had all my police drops ready, though. Oh, he doesn't Rexon! like to laugh? And I don't want a bunch. Rexon! I do not want a bunch of obnoxious stooge behavior from you two. I'll mute you. I'll mute your ass. Okay, so listen, folks. Alex, I'm warning you. This guy's going to hang up on us. Alex Vitali is a professor of sociology and coordinator of the Policing and Social Justice Project at Brooklyn College and a visiting professor at London South Bank University. He spent the last 25 years writing about policing and consults both police departments and human rights organizations internationally. I... Uh, uh, you can read his book, The End of Policing, if you go to versobooks.com, V-E-R-S-O books.com. I'm sure it might be elsewhere. Alex, are you on the line? I'm here. I'm here. Thank you so much for, for doing this. Uh, we reached out to you the other day. You know, I uh, on my Twitter on Tuesday, I just put it out there to my followers. I said, can, can people just send me uh, what they think are good articles or good books or whatever on police reform, you know? Um, and I've, of course, I got a flood of links and uh, nasty comments, but a lot of, <laughs> but a lot of people um, sent me to your book, so I, I started uh, downloading it, started reading it, um, and it's fascinating. It's it's one of those things that that kind of blows your your, par- your the the paradigm that has been created. Uh, a, you know, the, when people start talking about end of police or or uh, defund the police or abolish the police. I think, you know, it's a scary thing to think about, but the way you lay it out in your book is, is, uh, is, uh, you know, compelling. Can you tell us like, you know, what, what, what your deal is with it, with what your, what your perspective <laughs> what, what is. What is your it? major malfunction? Yeah, here? exactly. Yes. Um, yeah. So uh, I've been studying policing and community development for many years, for decades and I just felt like policing is part of the problem, not part of the solution. And that what really bothered me was watching over all these years, more and more things get turned over for the police to manage mm-hmm. and that they really don't have the right tools to manage those things and that they often just make the problem worse. And that it's, you know, it's about a kind of bigger politics where we just let problems fester. And when they get out of control, then we turn it over to the police to manage. And when we talk about, I just want to get like the semantics of this right. And I really do recommend people read the book because it's, it it, it has a lot of research and sort of gives you a great history of of policing in America and policing around the world. Um, What, 
we do we do we have a is there a danger in getting trapped in the semantics when we have you know DSA members and and you know le far left uh, activists talking talking about defunding and abolishing are those the right words? Would, are you using are those words potentially yeah. off-putting or, or too shocking for sort of the middle the middle even the middle left? Um, does it become sort of a clickbaity thing where it's like, well, that's I'm not really saying abolishing the police. Um, I, I hate starting with that because it's sort of starting from like a negative position about this issue, but it is sort of my was my first reaction when I heard it. But that's not really what the book is saying. It does seem to be calling for some radical reforms, but reforms nonetheless. Maybe radical transformations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I mean this this question of language really matters, and it's uh, it matters in terms of trying to organize and, and win public support. And you know, I don't use the term abolish the police in the book. And I'm certainly not imagining some situation where tomorrow there's some magic switch that somebody flips and then there are no police. Right. And a lot of people who don't like this idea don't like it because they think that, that that's what people are talking about. That all of a sudden we go from what we have today to no police and then they imagine you Anarchy. Know, people running wild in the streets. Yes, Ted Cruz and said like Mad Max, Mad Max kind of world, which is nobody exactly, wants. Nobody exactly. wants that. And no one wants that, obviously, and no one is calling for that. You know, so one of the ways this gets talked about is invest, divest, and that's really the one I like best. But defund kind of captures some of this. So in either case, what people are actually calling for on the ground, and there are campaigns all across the country doing this, is to dial back police budgets and shift those resources into really addressing community needs. So instead of more narcotics units, let's actually create high quality medicalized drug treatment. Let's create harm reduction strategies. Let's invest in those communities that have turned to drug dealing as a kind of economic necessity. Right. And we can do that for all kinds of things that the police do. Yeah. Um, you know, one devil's advocate -y kind of thing that came out of this from that I noticed right away, which wasn't just your typical, like, oh, it's going to be Mad Max, was a social worker saying, like, well, hold on a sec. Don't put all this stuff on me all of a sudden. I mm -hmm. th Things are already hard for us social workers who are asked to do a lot. So it does, you know, how do you address that? Like, how do you make sure that we're not just shifting a burden onto another, another, you know, sector of the, of the, of the workforce? It's already under a lot of stress. Right. So I think what we're talking about is building new institutional capacity. So for instance, you know, a huge amount of what police do these days is go on mental health crisis calls because right. we have no mental health infrastructure. So that's not a problem for social workers certainly not a problem for police to manage. It's, right. a, it's a clinical problem. Right. And it also is a problem that can be managed people to people at a community basis, right? There are things like co-counseling and peer-to-peer -peer mentoring, even for people with serious mental health problems. So it's not, it's also not just about creating a new bureaucracy. Right. It's just about trying to figure out how to meet people's needs where they are instead of criminalizing. What do you say when you hear, you know, obviously there's lots to criticize a lot of people for. Um, uh, Donald Trump takes a lot of the blame from the sort of traditional left media, 
I guess, uh, or the mainstream media. Um, and, and yet the reaction to that is like, well, these are democratic governors. These are democratic cities where these things are happening. What is what is the role that the federal government can play? And and are the democratic leaders of these cities and, and states also culpable and irresponsible ultimately? Well, they are. And also the Democrats at the federal level. I mean, the Clinton administration played a really caustic role in driving up mass incarceration and flooding cities with more police through the 1994 crime bill. Right. So this book, this is not a partisan book. You know, this is not an attack on Trump. This is an attempt to try to chart an entirely new political path. Because the mainstream Democrats have really bought into this idea that there's no alternative right. but to use whatever resources they have to kind of subsidize the already most successful parts of the economy in hopes that something will magically trickle down for the rest of us. And then when that produces mass homelessness and mass untreated mental illness and all these other problems, they turn that over to the police. Right. This is true for, for leaders in both parties. And in Washington, nobody is really taking this seriously except a handful of really progressive congressional members like Ayanna Presley and, and AOC to some extent mm -hmm. who are starting to articulate this idea of defunding police and shifting resources to communities. Do you have any allies within the police? There must be people on the lower levels or somebody that sees how hard the, it is on the police and, and want to help reform radically transform uh, from the inside or be an ally on the inside? You know, in a sense, I, I didn't write the book for police and, and I'm not exactly trying to change their minds because these are political problems. Right. They're not, you know, the, the police didn't invent the war on drugs. The police did not create mass homelessness. The, the police did not mess up our school system. But yes, I do get calls because there are police who feel that they've been asked to do a whole range of things that they shouldn't be doing. And right. I, I don't know if people remember when that when that uh, group of officers were killed in Dallas several years ago. Yes. How horrible that was. Yeah, the snipe was it a sniper? Chief, it was a yeah, it was a you know it was a sniper. Right. Or whatever, uh, you know, it was horrible, and the police chief came on the television not long after that and said that the police in Dallas are being asked to do too much. Yeah. The schools don't work. So they flood the schools with police. There's no mental health services. So they give that to police. They got a loose dog problem in Dallas. They want the police to chase <laughs> loose dogs. Right. It's like, we can't do all those things. And when we try to do them, we actually just undermine our relationship with the community. Um, Alex, let me uh, ask you to answer a qu question or two from our audience. Is that all right? Please. Uh, Bjorki, you're here. Bjorki Spice. I don't believe that's her God-given name or her <laughs> Christian name, as you say. Uh, you had a question for our guest, Alex. Look at I me. Did. Look at me. I'm like an NPR host. <laughs> you're like Terry Gross. Um, so I love your book so far. <laughs> I love your book so far, and I'm trying to use it to help me have conversations that can be really difficult with people that I know. So part of why I'm using Berkey Spice, my name is I'm a public school teacher and I'm expected to have certain ideas about our community that I don't necessarily always agree with. So I guess my question is, I love how you're saying use the language of divest and invest. Um, 
but I feel like when I, whenever I try to address like systemic racism, that uh, I almost feel like I'm talking to the mob because it's like, oh, my brother's a cop or my uncle is this, and it feels like everyone's trying to protect each other and not actually listen to the problem. Right. So what what do we do about, you know, our uh, Fox News watching uncles and our our cousins who are police officers? And and, you know, I've been a police scholar for 20 years. You talk to police all over the world. And so I I have a sense of, of, you know, how how deep this this challenge is. And we can't win everyone over to these ideas. Some people are not prepared to hear these things. They're actually invested in a kind of thin blue line worldview that, that just thinks that the police are the solution to everything. But I'll just tell you a, a quick story. I was in Houston giving a talk and some police officers came. They, they were black and brown police officers and they had grown up in Houston in neighborhoods where policing was a real problem. And they thought, well, maybe I want to do something positive. And maybe if I go into policing, I can help change the culture of policing and I can try to use that job to help people. And I said, I don't think there's any changing the culture, right? We have to just dial it back. And they, they hung around afterwards and we talked for a while. And I said, look, when you, when you decided to become a police officer, if there had been a choice between being a police officer or working in a community center, coaching football and mentoring young people in your own community at the same pay and benefits, right. which of those jobs would you have taken? Right. And of course they laughed and they like, oh man, we would much rather have had a job coaching football and mentoring kids, but there were no jobs like that. Right. And I said, exactly. Why are there never those jobs, but the police department is always hiring. And I meet young people all the time who want to go into policing because they think that's an avenue for helping the community. And we have to give them other options. And that's part of what this invest divest strategy is about. That's beautiful. Um, Thank you, Bjorki, for the question. Thank you, Alex, for calling in to our little failing show here. It's actually been going very well today, but... I really appreciate it. You're the man of the week, I believe, in a way. Because... No drops at all. No drops at all. <laughs> I, it was a clean shot. I think Doug fell asleep. I mean, shame on him. This is an important subject. How dare you? But... <laughs> no, you're doing great work, and I'm, I can't wait to fi- – you know, I read about a page a uh, night because I have two kids, and I, I have uh, my attention span has been destroyed by social media. I can relate. But I've been really – I must have paid a lot. I think it's a, it's a great book. <laughs> Uh, and it's free too. I've can, unleashed the hound. Yeah. How did, how did you exactly, how did you, you've released a free book. Well, it couldn't have always been free, but it's, it's, it's free right now. So it is free right now. In fact, that's, that's essentially the only way to get it. It turns right. out that we, we've, we're sold out across North America. So definitely go and download it. And, well, this uh, can be the new treatise. You know, it's a nonprofit press. It's a nonprofit press. Yeah. And I have a professional teaching job. This is not about right. making money off the pain and suffering of the victims of police abuse. This right. is about trying to change the direction of the country. And to the extent that uh, me and Verso Press, so that we can try and do that, we're ready to do it. I'm always, I'm always amazed and impressed when people bring visions of what the future can be. And that's what I feel like this book is. And far too politicians have that vision far too too politicians talk about it uh but you're you're bringing it out in this book so i recommend my audience listen to it i read it um 
and listen to uh, you can what listen you have to, to say. It. It's also available as an audio book. Okay, there you go. Uh, thank you, Alex, again. I uh, really do appreciate you it. Bet. Have a great day. Have a great week and a great year. Continue Thanks. to exist and teach. All right. <laughs> Let's discuss with the audience quickly. I need a little room to Somebody, Matt, I need somebody to give me two big old middle fingers that think that this guy's full of shit. Somebody, I see a Ryan from Virginia with a giant American flag. <laughs> Tell me that, give me a cop, give me somebody I can fucking spy with. Come on, we gotta get active. Oh, I'm just kidding, I don't, whoever. Oh, fuck you. Fuck I you. thought I had one, but he chickened out. But he where's uh, Ryan from Virginia? Go Ra- fuck yourself. Ryan from Virginia. What you got to say to you, Ryan? Hey, so first of all, okay. it's so fucking loud for Zoomers. The drops are so fucking loud. <laughs> uh, but it's... It- well, I don't care because this, this, show is not, this show is not meant to be watched on Zoom. It's meant to be watched on... Loot. <laughs> right. Loot. Well, I apologize. Uh, I, I have a couple of questions. Actually, uh, one you're loud. Tim, hot kettle black. You're, you're coming in so hot, dude. I'll bring him to. Uh, we can't fuck around, you know. You gotta. Here, I'll turn it on. Is that better? Yeah. Sorry to interrupt your uh, gaming, your streaming gaming YouTube show that you're doing here. Shush. No, what's going? What's what do you got to say, bro? Yeah. So one huge fan. Uh, I have I have to ask. Uh, do you draw any comedic inspiration from guys like Howard Stern? You know, I kind of see some kind of parallels between some stuff that you do and stuff stuff that Howard Sometimes does. I'm not just being smart, bro. I'm not saying you know, there's a one-to-one correlation there, but but do you do you draw any inspiration from guys like that? I grew up with Howard uh, Stern in my ears, and uh, I I don't listen to him quite as much anymore because of whatever. I don't know why, but uh, sure. I mean, yeah, totally. I think uh, we loved you know that one okay. of the one of the dreams of mine to do this show from the beginning was to bring Doug and Vic into do kind of what Fred does on that show. And I kind of think maybe I hate to say it. I dare, dare, dare I say it, but we've elevated it, elevated the game. I, I think it's at the next level for sure. It is I mean, certainly. And of course my favorite parts of, of Stern over the years have never been, you know, the, the, the beauty contests and the dildo uh, <laughs> experiments or whatever. It was just them shooting the shit and making each other laugh and, and breaking balls and, uh, making, you know, talking about the news and just kind of like felt like, you know, like felt like you're hanging out too. Like there, he's into finding you know some oddballs and people oh, for who sure. are funny for you know you know just because they exist. And I must say that uh, uh, JD has uh, asked me quite a few times like where I found certain clips and, ah. and where Tim may have found some stuff because I, you know, needed uh, uh-huh. need some stuff just to say. Yeah, <laughs> I get the impression that we've got All right, thank you, Ryan. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what's next, Matt? Speaking of Baba Booey. <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I wanted to, I, we're, we're, we put the, the word out there for some, uh, some QAnoners because, you know, this is a fascinating world. As if anyone has not heard the, uh, the terrific um, Rabbit Hole podcast, or the latest, last episode was all about QAnon. I wanted to see if anybody from that community... Would it, would would bear, dare talk to us to give us their perspective? Yeah, we put out the call, but we haven't heard back yet. But hopefully, okay, get hopefully on with we'll it. hear back from somebody. All right, let's take another call then. Uh, anybody you're excited to hear from, Matt? 
Sadie, Sadie's walking around. Thank Hi, you, Tim. Girl. Hey, what's going on? Where can you just? You're making me motion sick because you're just. Can you Sorry. stay in one one place? <laughs> Where are you? Are you running yeah. from somebody? Yeah. No, I'm doing laundry. Okay. Um, this is a sick place. I'm I'm calling in from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, I forgot to do my protest yeah. song. So what's going on? You got a question for Actually, me or what? Um, yeah. Um, so, um, let's see. What, what do you think is your favorite skit from Tim and Eric? The Pounding. Beaver Boys, man. Come on. <laughs> Beaver Boys. Shrimp and white wine, huh? Hell yeah, Dad. Come on now. <laughs> so I was working on this song that I played for Jay the intern this morning and it took him a second to understand where I was coming from. But I was thinking maybe it's a, it, re, it requires a little pre, a little, what do you call it, explanation? Is that fair to say, Doug? I don't think you need uh, well, to, dump, to so. dumb it down for them. But, no. You just do it and explain then, it. If their brains don't work, then... If their brains don't work, they, they don't work. Then, well, it's just like if Neil Young <laughs> was sort of a Trump supporter, I guess. Okay. Okay. Stop marching in the streets. Go home and live in peace. Policeman out there with his gun. He wants to help everyone. And he bravely takes a knee. All he wants is to live in harmony. Stop marching in the streets. Come on, everybody. must go away listen to what the people say take off your mask and show your face what you're doing to my country is a big disgrace come on stop marching in the streets come on guys soldiers march to save our streets. I just wrote this this morning. So. <laughs> Keep us safe so we can sleep. They bravely gas the enemy. <laughs> so President Trump will reign from sea to shining sea. Come on, everybody. Stop marching in the streets. Stop marching in the streets. Go home and live in peace. 
black water, keep on rolling. Thank you. That was just like, uh, oh, there it goes. Thank you. Oh, that's like, uh, what would be the worst possible, me possible message to come from Neil Young? Stop marching in the streets. That'd be great if he flipped and went like right wing. <laughs> well, people say he was a little right wing in the 80s or something, but I don't know. He's long since become uh, died in the wood uh, liberal. Anybody on the line? Peace and love. Michelangelo's coming in cloudy. Hello? Hello. Now what can I do for you, Tim? What's up? What's up, Tim? Hey. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, man? Hey. Let's go. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's the, I'm, in the, I'm in the sauna here in Canada, you know. It's, what? It's really oh, yeah? Fogged up. What? Yeah, yeah. How can I help you today, eh? Yeah, uh, I was wondering if you could uh, maybe... Uh, you know, we were talking. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Vitali was talking about, uh, you know, talking about talking with our folks about, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's about the silence. It's about the silence. We want to cut the silence, right? You know, like how do we get these people talking, like that are close to us with Father's Day coming up? How are we going to ah. talk to them about uh, police brutality? Ah. Ah! Well. <laughs> I don't know. It it it's very it's very tough. I mean, I I think somebody is. I wrote back to some Twitter exchange. To Ted Cruz had said something shitty, and I said, you know, uh, what about what about you know police reform or something? And somebody said, well, what do you think we should do? And that's what made me write that tweet that said, what do you, what what are some good articles about this? So education, yeah. man, just get people to read shit. Get people to th think outside their little. Uh, Whatever their little bubble. Cool. I would yeah. just vote I think, for the right candidates. Right. Yeah. Right yeah. 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 I mean, I wrote uh, to my my city councilman. I wrote to my city councilman and said, uh, "Hey, what are you guys doing there about this situation? Like, what's the plan?" And you know, he, that becomes somebody that he has to be accountable towards when next time he runs for office. So, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know about your uncles. You know, I mean, some people, some some you know, boomers. Or yeah. sp or yeah. older people are might might be kind of lost causes, you know. Dead. But they're Dead. gonna right. they're Dead. gonna be they're gonna be the problem is we say like well they're gonna what is that? Uh oh. Dead. Who's thinking? It's it's Dead. especially yes. it's especially Dead. weird yes. it's especially yes. weird here in Canada, man, because uh, everybody's we're kind of like riding on the whole liberal Canadian thing, you know. We're all saints up here, but it's not it's not the case, you know. Like uh, you know, we've got our own uh, our own history. What is bit what is dinging? Can someone tell me? I think it's in. Is it? Do you know what that is? Is it? Maybe that's um, a dinging could be somebody who knows something oh. about what's going on. Well, bring him in. Should we bring him in? This is we we kind of talked about that. We put out a call because. Oh wow! Can I can I make a him? plug for a movie? For mm, a movie? Is it the Blues Brothers 2000? <laughs> Where you've heard about? Okay, is that? It's a. Get him out of here. Oh, okay. Hold, hold for a second. We're not going to zoom yet. Just that say the dinging. name of the movie, dude. Say. Oh, he, I, oh, is he oh I muted it. Uh, he Sorry. muted him. He's got something on. Let him. Let him it's plug a, it. Plug it. Okay. It's a okay. 1900, 1900 Bernardino Bernardo Bertolucci, the five-hour movie with uh, uh, Robert De Niro and De Depardieu and uh, Donald Sutherland. Cool. Huh? 
By the yeah. way, I let five hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's got yeah, the yeah, single yeah. VHS tape he just held up. To. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. I mean, must be like, good quality. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good, like, you know. Um, uh, cloudy. Yeah, yeah. Any, anyhow, it's about the rise and fall of Il Duce in northern Italy. You know, so I'll watch the shit out of that. Right now. Where, baseball where? games, football games, basketball games, ice hockey games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exact. Yeah. Man, that was fucking nuts the other day when he walked over there with that Bible. Maron. And the cleanup they did on that with uh, with him in the church, that picture they took with Melania. The next day, just like, what are they thinking? But he like he, they didn't okay. even plan anything like to say when he's standing there holding the Bible. Like, All right, listen. That much. Yeah, that was a big, big flop. Hey, listen, I got somebody uh, here before I go to my guest. Josh, quit smoking on my Zoom. Get your, Put your cigarette out, so you son of a bitch. I want to see you smoking. Nasty guy. He's a nasty guy. <laughs> um, we have we put out the call to an 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 uh, uh, QAnon supporter, and I believe we have him on the line. His name's Mark from uh, calling him from Wisconsin. Mark, are you there? Yeah. Hey. Um, I just I wanted to call in. Show your face uh, because well, I'm not on Zoom. I don't have Zoom technology. I, the thing I want to talk about is I haven't seen any, not a single demonstration, but you see them all on TV. I think this may be another case of uh, liberal media just going too far because I don't see any in my town. Uh-huh. And Q predicted that something like this w- was going to come down the pipeline, and here it is. I mean, I just – So what are you saying? I don't uh, – let me just clarify. So, by the way, Mark, um, I want to get into sort of the specifics of your beliefs because I do believe that there's sort of a structure to it and that there's a sort of a hierarchy of it. Um, and so I want to maybe back up a second and start from the beginning and wonder how did you get exposed or how did you become aware of the QAnon uh, movement? My uncle, who's in, uh, he's in local government, uh, turned me on to it and uh, – since then, I've just been reading a lot, um, and uh, there's so much on the internet that you can find, okay. and it's really interesting and clears a lot of your questions up. Did he say that since you can't see the protests, they don't? Oh, exist? I'm getting to that. I, I'm just so you you so you get these messages from somebody named so something called Q or somebody named Q, and he is you believe he is an a. Uh, uh, inside source inside the government that has access to information. He's leaking this information to people like you. Well, it's a group of people um, in, in, you know, in government that are trying to help Donald Trump. Um, they brought him in to rid the world of uh, rid America of the satanic evil. And what, what, have, what has the satanic evil? Okay. What, what has uh, Q predicted that's come true? Uh, it predicted that, uh, you know, that Hillary Clinton would be arrested, and she was, and Podesta <laughs> and Obama have been like arrested. Okay. What? When was that? I didn't see that. I don't like it. What did you? you well, see- you haven't seen it. You- you haven't seen it because they were arrested secretly. They have ankle monitors on so they can still go around in society. <laughs> what good does, break, why know. would you, why would they want them to go around in society? I mean, I don't understand. I'm because, confused. <laughs> well, because Trump doesn't want it to hinder what he's, what he's still doing 
in the pedophile rings and trying to get the trafficking down. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the adrenochrome is what they're all after. And so he, what he wants to – the adrenochrome, that's why they they – do uh, child sacrifice so they can get the adrenochrome out of the out of the I'm glands gonna... of the babies, and it gives them a euphoric feeling. That's why they do all of this. <laughs> this is some straight up pedophile crap, right so, here. So, okay, who's doing this? Clinton and Podesta are are taking some kind of gland out of uh, children and getting high off it. And the Rothschilds and all the other deep state uh, uh, evil people. And JFK Jr., who's QAnon, uh-huh. <laughs> he's he's in line with Trump and yeah. helping Trump uh, deal with these people. Where's the gland? Yeah, where is the gland? Where's the gland? Well, I'm not a doctor, but there's a gland inside babies that give out this euphoric adrenochrome, and that's why they drink it. And with coronavirus... <laughs> Go film your hospitals is a hashtag because there are no patients. Where are all these patients? It's the media that keeps saying that there's these, you know, all these patients. I went to the hospital and I went to the lobby and I started filming and they asked me to leave. But before I left, I saw there weren't many patients even in there. I mean, uh, a couple people with sniffles or what have you. And then they told me to put on a mask. Okay. So let me back up to your original point that you believe that that uh, that there there aren't protests right now. Well, I haven't seen any with my own my my own eyes. And, what do you think you're seeing when uh, you turn on the TV? What is what is it you think you're seeing when you turn on the TV? Paid actors. <laughs> Say that again. Paid actors. So they you see that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Who are these actors? I mean, uh, they're being paid by who? By the deep state. And but so I thought they were all arrested. To... I thought they were all arrested, man. Not all of them. That's why he let Hillary Clinton out with an ankle uh, <laughs> monitor, because he wants to keep fooling all the other deep staters. Right on, brothers. That nothing's happening. What? What did you say? He wants them to think that they're all real, or that they're all out and about. <laughs> but they're not out and about. They're actually huh. ankle braceleted. Uh huh. Nice. So who's the? Why isn't Trump cleaning up the rest of the deep state? Why can't he? Why can't he quell this rebellion that's happening right now by taking out the? Uh, the, the does George uh, Sonos have a ankle bracelet as well? I mean, I'm just lost. Uh, I don't know if Soros has one or not, but he. I guarantee you, he'll be getting arrested soon. <laughs> And they've predicted this, and it's all come true. And and you just you have to get off your liberal media, the fake news, because once you start going deeper, you see the real facts. Okay, what what is let's let's do this. Let let's mark the calendar. It is uh, you say that they've been arrested. There's no real. I mean, I haven't seen any evidence of that. Is there? Are there is there evidence of the uh, ankle bracelets that are that exists online or something? Like, can you see them? Or I mean. How is she able to travel there's the bulges. country? There's bulges. I mean, there's bulges in their in their leg in their you know leg cut pants unless they're wearing like a boot cut or whatever. Well, what I mean, she's a, she, we've seen her travel the country and everything. Like, are they have they given her special permission to travel? 
Yeah, it's yeah. She can travel, but she has to get <laughs> special uh, consideration from Donald Trump himself what? or JFK Jr. <laughs> who did not die in a in a crash. He did not die. Right. Um, no, he saw what was going on. Well, listen, Mark Clinton and all those people. Yeah, Go ahead. I mean, here's the, here's my here's my thing. It's it's uh, June fourth, Thursday, June third, two thousand twenty. What is what is a Q? Uh, what is Q predicting will happen, so that we can kind of mark this and and look back on this and say, uh, what is this? Uh, did this happen? Or it did doesn't it not? work that way. I mean, it doesn't work that way. Just like you can't tell a uh, a a psychic, hey, what's going to happen in thirty seconds? They can't predict that. It comes in in uh, you know in little prompts and that's what Q gives us. He doesn't want to spell it out because if he spells it out, no one will believe him. So he gives us crumbs and then we figure it out. <laughs> okay. And then. <laughs> well, well uh, fine. What, what, what do you think is going to happen? Know, I hear a lot of laughing, but I just, I don't hear any facts from your end. What? Why do you discredit? <laughs> well, Vic has, a, Vic has a question here. Why does he go I... by the name Q? If everybody knows this JFK jr. Well, he can't reveal his true identity as JFK Jr. If he did, then the whole the whole thing would be up. And where is J- like, where is died. where is JFK Jr. Like, where is he? Does he does he live somewhere? Does he have a life? Like he's in hiding. I'm sure he does uh, <laughs> have some sort of life, but he it's not like it was before where he could go out and run a magazine. <laughs> well, where? <laughs> where I mean, where, to what end? Like, where does this? Where, what is the? How does this resolve? I mean, does JFK Jr. come out and? Uh, I mean, pre- Trump's been president for three years now. What? What's the holdup? Why? Why isn't? Why isn't this been? Hello? Why isn't this been restored? Yeah, he's been president three years, and he already has arrested a former first lady, a, a former president, Bill Clinton. Uh, Barack Obama, another former president, they've all, Podesta has been arrested, Soros has been arrested. Um, <laughs> you said he has not been arrested. Barack Obama. That's okay. Uh, listen, I know it must be confusing. What What's your Barack mental state Obama. during all this? Like, are you able to, do you have a real job? Do you have a, are you have a life? Do you have a family? Like, it seems very stressful to be involved with this organization. Yeah, I'm, I do uh, printer uh, repair and what have you for office buildings, but that's really taken a downturn now with the economy, which, you know, I mean, if you want to talk about people now. trying to take down Donald Trump, that's why this whole coronavirus thing happened. It, it was in a lab and it's a bioweapon. It got out and they knew it was going to tank the economy and Donald Trump has suffered uh, because of that. And so, you know, you act like once he was in president, he could just change everything. Well, he can't. He's, it's he's he's trying to turn a really long train. Do you um, have a a wife and track, do you have a wife and kids? Trying to get it off. Do you have a wife and kids? Do you have a wife and kids? Yeah, yeah. What are their names? I have a wife and five kids. What five are, kids. What are your kids' I'm names? Not, I'm not going to go into my kids' names because I I don't want I want to rename re, rename anonymous. Okay. Maybe you can name them uh, Quincy and um, 
quarantine. Quill. You know, uh, Quentin. Quentin. Does the Q anon have anything to do with the, qu the quarantine? They're already named. <laughs> okay, good. that's true. It's a good point. You seem like a reasonable guy. Um, are you calling for? Keeps getting quieter. I don't know what's going on. I'm, I have him blasted. He's going here. into his bunker. I think it's on his side. It's, yeah, I think it's. Is he running from Q? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? Let me ask you one last question, Mark. What do you hope comes of this? What, what? What's your vision of the future? We had Alex Vitale on. We talked about the vision of the future. What is your vision of the future for the country? Well, it will no longer be uh, ruled by satanic evil, and Donald Trump will become a you know a, basically a monarch, um, <laughs> in which. He will be able to, you know, you serve at the pleasure of the monarch. The government will, yeah. and so you'll have presidents. But he, Trump will get to decide who becomes president, like Putin did in Russia, and oh he'll clear up all the uh, Satan evil. Are you on any medication? That's not, I don't know why uh, cholesterol and. Uh, high any, blood pressure. Any psychoactive uh, medication or anything? No, I have never been on any of that. Do you have uh, suicidal thoughts? No. Why is he playing that? I don't use insulin. Should I be? Huh? <laughs> All right. Listen, thank you, Mark, for your insights into this strange sort of subsect of the culture. It's really not strange once you look into it. I mean, and you realize that Donald Trump, you know, he brought COVID here for a reason. <laughs> wait, 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 what? Wait, wait. wait. You're saying Donald Trump okay. brought COVID into the population for a, a that he did, and b that there's a reason for it, a good reason. Well, he brought it in because he's uh, trying to. Or he didn't bring it in. They brought it in. There you go. <laughs> um, someone brought it in because they wanted to tank the economy. but Or it may have been Trump himself to show that he can build back the economy. <laughs> right. Interesting stuff. Uh, lots of 3D chess, as they say, going on from the Trump administration, would you say? Um, Thank you. Thank you, Mark. And uh, rest well. And it seems like, are you going to be very active in the uh, re-election campaign? Or are you going to be out there supporting President Trump? Well, I mean, my town is a town of 300, so it, I don't really, I mean, they, they're ba I'm basically in Trump country anyway, and me going door to door wouldn't take too long anyway. So. And you were saying earlier you're wondering why there weren't any protests in your town. Not a single one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All the best to you, sir. We respect all, all right, points of view, guys. even though we may disagree. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. Take care. Q is a consonant, a letter in the alphabet. Q is a consonant, a letter in the alphabet. Q is a consonant. I call you dog dog. Q is a consonant, a letter in the alphabet. All right. Madeline from Chi-Town, from Chi-Town, from Chicago. Madeline, we've talked to you before, correct? I'm friends with George Bush. Yeah. Whoa. How's it going? 
It's going okay. What can we do for you today? We got a few more minutes left in the show. We'll be at after hours Yay. if you're a Patreon. Patreon.com slash office hours live. We'll continue the conversation, get through as many as your Zoom calls as we can. And somebody's back smoking again. Look at Josh Watts is in my Zoom smoking away. Josh, we care about your health. We want you to live. Stop smoking. Mom, I want Weirdo. to What's going on uh, in Chicago? Madeline, are you out there? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm in it. Um, I live in Pilsen, um, so it's like a lot of like gang vigilante activity. People just like posting up outside of uh, stores and pretty much shooting anyone that walks by. So Wait, what? It's kind of like an unwritten. Yeah. Who's shooting who? So vigilantes. Uh, so the gangs are working with the like store owners and then they're like standing guard and just like shooting looters. So Jesus it's Christ. pretty, pretty intense. So here. Wait, they've actually sh- shot some. I mean, this has okay. happened already. They're shooting at have people been killed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think like, um, 17 people were shot this weekend wow. or last I don't know. It's been this coming weekend. There'll be like 17 the people. Violent. Yeah. But like 80, like 80 people shot. So does anybody, um, I downloaded this, like there's a stupid app called citizen that um, everyone's been downloading and it like alerts you to like any shootings or right. Like, it's like next door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, my phone is like, literally downstairs from you there's a guy with a machine gun like jesus so, christ just kind of hanging out so this do you think the store owners are paying the gangs to guard their stores that's what's happening vigilante justice on the streets of chicago no i think the gangs are just trying to like support their community there's a lot of like um i live in like a like a hispanic neighborhood so like they have problems with black lives matter and so it's a really like i don't know if you if you live there you know what i'm talking about (laughs) okay well thank you madeline for checking in uh there's no such thing as racism sexism homophobia how about blair blair what's going on tim talk to me blair Tim, how are you? I'm calling from cloudy Florida. Blair is traditionally a lady's name, but you are proudly identifying as a male, correct? Thank God I'm a country boy. <laughs> very, very proudly, yes. You got Blair Underwood, right? Blair Underwood was a famous male Blair. Tim, we have a guest. You got a guest? At the door. Oh. At the door. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> guess at the door. My little daughter Mella, come over here. Come over here. Uh, we, we had we had your face removed. We had your your lips and your teeth taken out. So we're let we gotta let that heal. I'm not ashamed of What's that? What'd you say? I have questions. Oh you have questions. We got an ice cream hold on, let me see. An ice cream survey. Amelia's Amelia's ice cream survey. Is that ice cream? Get on uh Vic's mic over yeah, come there. On over here. Or Matt's mic. What do we have? Any questions? Blair, you gotta stay. You gotta stay with me, okay? We got a question for you. What is the question? What is the survey, Amelia? Um, 
vanilla, chocolate, or mint chocolate chip? The question is, question. what is best, vanilla, chocolate? That's a great question. Or <laughs> mint chocolate chip? That's a that's a false choice. That's like Trump oh, that's versus Biden versus uh, Tim Kaine. I'm huh? going. All right. I'm going straight chocolate on this one. Blair says chocolate. Doug. Mint chocolate chip. Final answer. Vanilla for me. Chocolate. Matt. I gotta go mint chocolate chip. Wes. Biden, I love ice cream. <laughs> Big chocolate chip. Oh, looks like we have a de definitive wow. answer to the poll, Mill. What is it? Um, Get her on mic, please. Mint chocolate chip. Whoa! There oh. you go, folks. It's, uh, it's no question about it. All right, uh, Amelia, please take a seat on the brown couch. Make yourself comfortable. Would you mind closing the door, please? Thank you. Well, I think that's bullshit. I do not like, pardon my French, I do not like the taste of chewing gum in my sweets. I want mint. Chewing gum? It's not like It is, gum. Doug. I do not like, I like sweet things. I like chocolate. I like vanilla. I like fruits. But then when I put that in my mouth, it's like, oh, I forgot to take out my spearmint. I forgot to take out my, uh, I forgot to take out my. Mint. I say keep going those leaves out of my cream take the mints out of my cream thank you very much blair blair you have one minute to tell us why the hell you've called what do you have to say i've called in well one i want to ask doug if you really pushed his geometry teacher down the stairs oh this was a controversial <laughs> moment a in the joke. show yes it was a joke guys everything if you have a question about i have something to say about it though okay but let me just clear something up folks Lot of, most of the things we say, I mean, obviously, I think most people could tell the difference between like the conversation we had with Alex Vitale, which I think might win some awards, maybe the Peabody mm -hmm. Award. We don't know. <laughs> we have to put out the applications, the webbies. There's going to be a lot of goofing around, aside from some of that serious talk. Now, Doug, I think most reasonable people out there, I would have assumed most reasonable people thought... Well, of course, Doug didn't push a teacher down the stairs and then go on the air and talk about it and relish in it. <laughs> <laughs> Doug's a human being. He's a responsible, compassionate man with friends, with people that like him. No, I, um, I, had a, I did have a teacher who was in a wheelchair. My geometry teacher was in a wheelchair. And kids. there was a rumor that, that some kids put him on the landing between the stairs. You know how you go down the stairs and there's a, a landing in between the two? Yes. No one pushed him down. There was a rumor, oh, one time kids pranked him and put him in the middle. So that was based on that memory of high school. But we disavow that kind of behavior and say anybody... I, I still don't think that's a good thing to do. <laughs> we reject, we reject, reject, we reject violence. Behavior. I reject violence teachers. in all forms. <laughs> if Alex Jones wants to emulate himself, that's his business. I don't think anybody should be setting Alex Jones on fire. I think I that's a decision that Alex Jones has to make. Like corn on the cob. Oh, I want to suck on his teeth. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. 
I want to suck on his teeth. He was talking about uh, Dershowitz. Uh, he has big teeth, I guess. And he does he like Alan Dershowitz? No, I was he watching doesn't. that Epstein documentary. Oh, Dershowitz. Oh, yeah. oh, Dershowitz looks that. like he's he's like um, he's rotting. Like he's like his, his, he's like decomposing on camera. His nose is all like pocked, and his teeth are fully brown. And he's like being eaten alive, like he's uh, Jacob Marley from A Christmas Carol or something. Tim, who, did you you saw the full doc? Yeah. Who do you believe the I believe Jeffrey Epstein do you believe was the just girl? trying to do... Well, no, the, <laughs> one, of the, one of the victims said that oh. Dershowitz... I don't want to get sued by deed. Alan Dershowitz, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Can't get into that mess. Dershowitz is 100% guilty. There you go. That was Vic. And I didn't even see the documentary. I've just seen enough interviews to know he's full of shit. He is... Yeah, he's I mean, a scumbag. It's controversial to say, but I don't like Alan Dershowitz either. Okay? I know we have I mean, a lot of Dershowitz lawyer, heads Alan out there. Alan Dershowitz yeah. could be a bad guy. He could be a bad guy. <laughs> I like seeing that footage of Woody Allen walking into uh, Jeffrey Epstein's apartment. Uh, oh, God. Woody Allen looks all like crouched over with <laughs> that hat silly on? golfing like, hat yeah. on. He's wearing like clothes ten times too big for him. It seems like the worst gang, the worst party. <laughs> Those old, decrepit men. What do they talk about? Jesus, you know, Jeffrey. I heard about what happened in you know Palm Beach. It's like, you know, it's crazy. It's just a massage. I mean, come on. Remember the old days, you know, <clears throat> used to used to get a massage and it'd be not a big deal, you know. <laughs> it's crazy. See, I'm, I'm, I'm apoplectic about it, you know. Just, anyways. <laughs> you know, listen, I love, I love a massage, you know. Be terrific. I go over to Jeffrey's house. When you're at three in the morning, beautiful, you know, beautiful girls there, and they're just you know, terrific. And it's just, it's a good time. Unbelievable story to tell you. Absolutely incredible. It's very far fetched because he was in, was it Manhattan? He was dating a high schooler. Oh, in the movie Manhattan. In the movie, yeah. It's quite a lovely Jackson Pollock, isn't it? Jesus, you know. It's really interesting. I, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do <laughs> you it. You don't need to go there. All right, listen. Thank you for listening today. We are back, I think, in a big way. We've figured out that I think the tech was a 10 today, correct? Yes. Don't it was unbelievable. Let's hear it, ladies and gentlemen. Give us, give us a round of applause in the Zoom, please. Right, listen, I don't know what to say about Zoom. I'm just getting news about Zoom being a, another one of these awful things. But I, someone's giving me the finger. Fuck you then, Sam, you little rat. All right. Thanks, everybody. Patrons, we'll see you in a few minutes as we switch over to the After Hours broadcast. Hey, official Officialofficehours.com is uh, the site that we now direct people towards if you want to get some of this beautiful T-shirt merchandise. Doug, is that something you want to say? Well, who is saying? Hey, Doug. Uh, yeah, Doug, Tim, I was just one. I had a I had a pounding the pavement uh, quiz oh, yeah. for Stephen Mackinac. But could we do it on After Hours? Yes. Join us. Turn it up. Join us on After Hours for, for a million reasons. Thanks to Sniffy.com. Sniffy.com slash Office Hours. Get your Sniffy system today. Unbelievable.
But truth is truth, and if they then decide to live with lies, that's their concern, not mine, my friend. They're free to fantasize.